Welcome to Sports and a Slice of Life. And now, here's your host, Dave Lewis. Fired up for this visit, man. I'm stoked to talk with Johnny Dosco, new play-by-play announcer of the Oakland A's after 30 years grinding, grinding, and finally making it. First of all, congratulations. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Great to be with you, and I, I couldn't be more excited for the for the opportunity and the, to be in green and gold again. I'm, I'm really I'm excited. Yeah, you were with the A's and the minors, I guess, through 2014, right before they switched to the Giants affiliate. So it's got to mean a lot to you to get back to that organization at the highest level. It does. It does. And, you know, look, I, I was uh, I watched the A's from afar um, in the minor leagues, even going back to Cedar Rapids in 1993. They were the Madison Muskies. I was with the Cedar Rapids Colonels. So all the way through Midwest League and then, of course, the Cal League in 96 with Modesto and they had Visalia as well. Uh, and then you go to 98, I was with Fresno. Uh, and I, I watched, you know, it was, it was uh, Vancouver or Edmonton, Vancouver. And then of course they moved to Sacramento from Vancouver. So i and, and I took over in 2001 for Jeff Walker in 2001 with the Rivercats. So I've, I've uh, either been on the side of the A's or kind of watching the A's from afar for, for my whole career for 30 years. So, and you know, I was up in 2000 in, in 2012, uh, when Kenny missed, Ken Korak missed for his uh, knee replacement surgery. So I got the opportunity there. So it's just, it's really nice. I have so many relationships, so many friendships that I've had through the years with, uh, with the ace people in the front office. And and so it's really, uh, 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 it's been overwhelming the, the, the people that have reached out. Cause you, when you're in the business for that long, you know, so many people along the way and people are rooting for you, just like there are everybody else that's in the business. You're, you're rooting for your friends. So it's been it's been really cool just seeing the people reach out and and getting getting in touch with old people I haven't talked to in a long time. Yeah, twenty two years with the Rivercats, and you're a big deal in Sacramento. Was it a, a kind of a gig that, yeah, you'd be fine to take that out to retirement? Was there part of you that said, "Gosh, I wish somebody would give me a shot." Well, Dave, I, I actually thought that was what it was going to be, and I really kind of came. I, I had I had peace with it, you know, 2016, 2017, 28, all those years. I was like, you know what, uh, you know. I said, it's probably not going to happen. I even talked to my wife about it. I said, I, I, I love what I still love, loved what I did. You know, I love what I do calling, calling play by play at the AAA level is, is a lot of fun. And, uh, it, it was something I, I was, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I kind of, I kind of had peace with it uh, the, the last five or six years where, look, I'm at an age where it probably won't happen. Let's be honest. Let's be realistic about it. But I never gave up hope. I mean, I always wanted to get to the next level, but I always thought, you know, you know, I kind of started thinking, you know, when you get, you're in your thirties, you're like, Oh, I'm for sure going to make it. What could go wrong? And then you get in your forties and, eh, and then you get in your fifties, like it's probably not going to happen. You know? So I, it was really, uh, I never really, I wouldn't say I lost faith. I just kind of accepted where, where I was and that I'm still doing something I love making a decent wage. And it, so it was something that, uh, uh, I had kind of come to come to terms with and, and kind of had peace with. Right. And then, then all of a sudden I think, you know, a few, a few positive things happened and, and, uh, it started to kind of snowball and I, I got the break. So it was nice. Wow. It's not lost on me. I got the break at 56. It doesn't happen often at that age. So yeah. I feel very fortunate. You know? you, I'm going to uh, pimp your big, uh, book in just a bit, but I was thinking of another one called make the big time where you are. And it's a book by uh, frosty weathering He's a football coach in a smaller market, but yeah. how to really be at peace where you are. There's the picture of the book. I'll recommend it and I'll it. share it with you later. And yeah. I thought about that too in my own career the last few years. So for you to make it at this point in your life, though, you've got to appreciate it so much more than someone 25 years old. 
I appreciate it so much. And I'll tell you that that's a great point you made, Dave, because I remember broadcasting in Northeast Iowa and we broadcast everything from crab races to, you know, uh, <laughs> tractor pulls. Every, we did everything, everything out there. And I remember there was there were a couple of uh, gentlemen who broadcast for their they've been the high school broadcaster there for 40 years broadcasting their high school team. And they've been they were incredible. And I was like, these guys, these guys, I don't, I, this is going to be a tough business. If these guys are in this small town and they're this good, you know, but those guys, they chose to be there, but there's so much talent throughout the country, men and women that it's, um, it's a pretty competitive business as you know. So um, yeah, that kind of gave me a taste. Like that's their, they were big time and, and they were really, really good. And, but they were in a small town and, and nobody will ever hear them, but they were incredible. So that kind of gave me an idea. There so, there's so much talent out there and there's so much talent in, in the Pacific coast league and the international league right now. And all through single A and double A, there's so many talented people broadcasting. So it, it takes a break, but yeah, it, it's not lost on me that just the grind, how long it took and uh, the appreciation, as you said, for everything that I have going right now, I'm, I'm appreciating every moment. Did you ever have your equivalent of a crab race when you're doing the kernels or whatever and just wonder like, God, what am I, am I doing the right thing? <laughs> well, yeah, you, I mean, you have those. Sometimes, you know, they're the, uh, you know, the early April games in AAA when nobody's there and it, it's, uh, you know, it's 18 to 7 and you're like, what am I doing? I mean, who's <laughs> listening? Really, what am I doing here? So, yeah, of course, everybody has those moments. And uh, so, but, you know, but you get home and you're like, okay, you know, it's an experience. And then the next day, the great thing about baseball is there's always a tomorrow, you know, they, until until the end of the season. So you always have the next day and, you know, games you don't feel so good about and you're happy on the next day. And then uh, then games that you you feel good about. But I remember Matt Vaskersian told me a long time ago, the legendary Matt Vaskersian told me, you're never as good or as bad as you think you are. And it's so true. It's so true. I've had games where I thought I crushed it. And my boss was like, yeah, you were off last night. And games where I thought I was off and they're like, oh, you crushed it last night. So it's just, it's all subjective. Everybody has an opinion. You have more people not liking you as you move up. So it's it's part of it. It's part of the whole deal. You have to accept that. And, and play-by-play is so subjective that, you know, I could think someone's outstanding and you could think the person's brutal. It, it's just, that's kind of the beauty of it. It's subjective. You know, did you ever have that uh, baseball player mindset because sometimes we think we have a bad game, but a closer has got to let it go. He gives up the slam. He's got to go out there the next day. Do you as an announcer think, man, I suck tonight, but you got to bounce back and you let, let it go like that. Great point. Short memory. Yeah. Just like the reliever short memory. Yeah. You, you have to have that even on a great game you, you, the next day that, you know, you're only as good as your last game. So yeah, I always took it. I always took it day by day. Yeah. And that's, I know it's so cliche to say one day at a time, but I think you, you have to as an announcer, because when you're by yourself, you know, you, you, we listen to our stuff and we're like, Oh my gosh. Like I've talked to other announcers and it's so hard to listen to your own stuff. I, I can't do it. I, I rarely do. I I'm almost never do. And you need to, you're smart to do that, but I'm just, I don't know. We're so critical of ourselves. I think that we don't understand that there's somebody out there that actually is, is being entertained and informed on the ball game. And you have to, we have to give ourselves a little more credit uh, than we do. What are some of the highlights for your um, career in Sacramento that stand out? I'll never forget the time we blank, or I said this. Well, I think the first championship uh, you know, in, in 2003, when when the Rivercats beat Nashville, I thought that was incredible. And then the, the the run that the run that they had was incredible. You know, all the like nine out of ten uh, uh, division titles. Uh, they had five PCL championships. 
three AAA championships. Uh, you know, and look, the A's and Billy Bean, David Forrest, Billy O, and Littman, they, they gave us just great teams in Sacramento through the years. It was a dynasty. It was it was it was crazy. I, you don't you don't see it in AAA anymore. But it, this they gave us dominant teams. So every year it was like, well, who's going to be in second place? We, we the Rivercats knew they were gonna they were gonna win the division. So just. Those all the championships three, four, seven, eight, and nineteen. Of course, nineteen were the Giants. Giants took over in fifteen as the affiliate. But uh, all those winning teams and and you know, I think uh, you know, I think two thousand seven was pretty cool for me personally because Loomer Loney and the the whole uh, baseball team and the coaches and the manager they they uh, presented me with a bat for my thousandth game. That was cool. Um, just calling. Uh, just all the different calls and just the thunder sticks of the ballpark that with Putnam hitting those home runs in 2007, the championships, those, those, those I'll never, never forget because those, those were a, a thrill to broadcast and, the, and the, the crowds were huge and people were into it. And it felt like a mini big league game. It felt like the big leagues. I got one for you and then tell me afterwards what you recall on the other side. Yeah. So here's Duggar. I'll tell you, he could, Duggar put an exclamation point on Riley O'Brien's outing with a grand slam here. You know, you have that feeling sometimes. You have that feeling someone's going to do something. This is one of those times. The right-hander comes set. And the 1-1 pitch. That swung on. Drive to deep right field. Going back is Wilson. It is gone. A grand slam for Duggar. And the Rivercats lead it 6 to nothing. You just had a feeling there. It's a 6-0 lead as Duggar goes deep. A grand slam for Duggar. 6-0 Sacramento. Come on, Nostradamus. Not yeah, I, I, sometimes you get a feeling. Sometimes you get a feeling he was coming up, and I, I knew. I just, sometimes you, you just know. And, you know, I don't – I don't think I, I don't I haven't said that that much on the air. Like I have a feeling here. I've done a few times, but that one I really had a strong feeling, and uh, he got me, he proved me right in Tacoma. That's pretty cool. Great. Hey Johnny, how did you get the the phone call that said it's going to happen? Well, I was talking over the course of several months to Delaire Allures. He 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 uh, he's so great, and he he kind of gave me an idea. He said we may have created a position for you. You know, it's, it wasn't traditional thing where. They have an opening and you send your stuff and you wait and you're in the, you know, top five. And then they have an interview. It wasn't that process. It was that we have, we, we may have created something for you. Um, the A's have been so good over, over several years. And Vince Catronio is big on this too, is helping minor league announcers uh, get, get games. The legendary Bob Hards, Jesse did it. You know, all these guys, like in the minor leagues, they got these guys to, to uh to do to do games and i think it's awesome so um you know they, they had used a bunch of guys and alex jensen too is great he, he he got to do a lot of games too so uh roxy bernstein too they had a bunch of guys do it so i think what they wanted to do i think he just wanted to have one person fill in for those games i think that was that was the goal and i and uh i'm fortunate enough that he, he wanted me to to do those games that's kind of so it was it was over the course of several months then when he finally gave me the call that it, it was good um, it was, it was emotional. It really was, <laughs> I, you know, I've done those games in 2012, but just, uh, to, uh, to be on the A's team full time was, uh, was really, uh, overwhelming after 30 years. I just, it just comes over you. You can't really control it. You just, uh, you know, it's just, it really got me. It really got me. So, uh, um, 
yeah, getting that call. And then I told my daughter, I told, told my wife and daughter and they were emotional. So it was, you know, look, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty darn cool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting emotional cool. hearing, as you can see right here after uh, yeah. grinding for all those years. It's awesome, man. It's awesome that Thanks, you stuck man. with it and, and, uh, and made it happen for you. Hey, what Thanks. advice would you give to uh, a couple groups, the young announcer breaking in that wants to do it. And that grizzled veteran that's out there doing those crab races that's you know still clinging on to that dream. Well, you know, Jerry Howard, who did the Blue Jays back in the day, always told me, be, uh, and it was the best advice because I, I met him early on in my career. And he said, uh, in like 98 or 99, he said, look, be happy where you are because there, no, there are no guarantees, you know, so make make everything your big leagues. Like wherever you are, if you're in A-ball, make it your big leagues, right? And I love that. I love that. That was the same thing that you showed me in that book. Like it, they make AAA your big leagues. Make the collegiate baseball you're doing your big leagues. Like that's your big leagues. Dominate and just enjoy what you do and you 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 move up, you know, just enjoy what you do. It's Look, there's obviously luck involved. There's obviously luck. Of course there is. But it's, uh, it's kind of loving what you do uh, and uh, being, uh, you know, do everything, be a team player, like enjoy, enjoy everybody you work with, right? The minor leagues, when you're in, uh, you're doing sales and you're doing everything with the program and you're, you're doing everything in the minor leagues and enjoy the people you work with. I've been fortunate to work with a lot of great people along the way. It's like, I think that's, that's part of it. The great thing about our business is just the people we, you and I shared 12 people in common before we went on the air here, right? It's all, it's all about the people and the relationships and, and, and friendships you have that that's, that's what it's all about. So I, I, I think I would just, my advice would be have fun. I always say, be prepared, uh, have fun, be loose, right? Those three, be loose and be prepared, have fun, those three. And, and, uh, you do that, you never know, uh, what can happen, you know? So yeah, 30 years, it's, it's, uh, and, and just look, you gotta have you gotta have goals. You gotta want you wanna set goals of, of broadcasting the big leagues we all do, but um don't just don't give up on that. Just keep keep rolling, keep trying, and uh do as many games as you can. Like I think you have to do thousands of games to be ready to 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 go to the next level, right? You you have to. It doesn't you can't I don't think you can do two, three, four hundred games and go in. It, it's harder. It's harder. You can't people do it. I just think it's it's a lot. It's a lot harder. There's so much talent in this in this business, and there's so many women that are so talented. There's so many people that are coming up that are talented that are moving up the ranks. So it's a pretty exciting time right now. Yeah. Now, so I guess uh, you know networking obviously is huge in this, but you sound like someone where your relationships are organic. You need to work with people, and you know, and but but you're not out you know using that word schmoozing. Like, hey, let me you know do this for oh, you too. And I'm you know now I'm saying that that word, and I have a really bad feeling yeah. I'm schmoozing. Uh, I hate natural it, yeah. organic relationships. I'm not good at it. I'm just not good. Yeah, I'm not it sucks. Good at that networking thing. It sucks. I'm not good at it. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't like oh this to this for this and this to this. It just doesn't. Yes. It's so phony, and I just don't. I don't dig it. So I, I think relationships have to be organic. They have to be. You, you have friend, friendships here, and you know you don't love everybody, and not everybody loves you. It's part of it, but but there are enough good people out there that you can network without trying to network, right? So yes. I, I'm, I'm yes. with you, Dave. I, I that's okay. how you do it, man. It's got to be organic friendships and look i know i know i'm not for everybody i know they're not everybody's gonna like it. it's part of it man it's for, it's as you get older you, you you care less and less what people think about you as, you know but it's because they're gonna be people don't like you and it's part of it you know so i think when you're in your 20s at least me in my 20s i had to be you know oh what does this person think and i think you just kind of get over that in time that's the advantage of getting to the big leagues at this age you know in your 50s is that you know not everybody's gonna love you but uh but yeah, no, but I, I just feel so fortunate, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, uh, Dave Cavill and Catherine Aker and Dallaire, that just the, the fact they're giving me a chance here in, in my 50s says a lot about the A's organization, says a lot about the A's, and says just that uh, uh, they're looking at who would be a team player and who will, who yeah. will do well, you know? So it's pretty cool. Not the whole younger and cheaper thing that we hear about, you know, all the time, which is awesome. Thanks, man. Hey, you're um, also not just a great announcer, but a successful book author, right? You, you came up with this book uh, of Japanese haiku yeah. during some downtime. Uh, good night, M. Tell me about that, because I was looking at what haiku is. A Japanese yeah. poem in three lines, the first and last consisting of five more, the second consisting of seven more, usually with an emphasis on the season or a naturalistic theme. And you wrote about yeah. that stuff. Well, I think it's funny because people say author, and that's a bit of a stretch. I wouldn't say author. <laughs> you know, haiku, haiku, no, with all due respect to the haiku, yeah, I'm not really an author. I, I put together about 450 haiku, and I, I narrowed it down to 200 and put them in a book. My wife said, you know, you, I was writing them because during the pandemic, I was just writing haiku. And, I, and she goes, you know, you, you're in baseball. You might want to write some baseball haiku. And I'm like, you know, good point. So I wrote, they're mostly about baseball some about life, uh, but it's just something I had always done them on the, the all those Southwest flights. I wrote haiku all the time, and I'd write them and I'd put them in that you know that those those magazines they have there, and I'd either leave them there or take them with me. And so I never collected those. I wrote some good ones too. It kills me. I lost those. But uh, so in 20, 2020, during the pandemic, I just started I just started writing them and and just kept writing them and writing them and it was fun. I write like ten a day, twelve a day, you know. I'd, uh, and finally I got enough to narrow it down for, for a book. My wife and I went through them and we're like, should we, should this one be thrown out? This one, is this one bad? You know, so some are not, some are better than others for sure. But I, so I put together this book and, and, uh, I said, what should we do for a title? And she's like, duh, good night, M that's your sign off for your daughter, you know? And so, so, so we put it, yeah. So, you know, put it together and, and there, there you go. So it was, it was a lot of fun to write. There's some good, you know, a lot of, former river cats in there from the A's affiliate and from the giants affiliate. And it's, it was a really fun thing, fun project. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I'm no author, but I'll put together a few haiku now and then it was fun. So you're more of a poet than, than a book author. I would say, yeah, sure. You can say that. I'm no Robert yeah, Frost. Yeah, no, you know, I, I, yeah. I'm a little bit of a poet. Yeah. The plural of haiku, by the way, is haiku. It's not haikus. I think you can, right, exactly. either yeah. one of them are, appropriate right yeah do you know do you know any off the top of your head uh let's see um (laughs) pressure on me didn't mean to put the pressure sorry about that you have to grab the book i'll wait for you i they i know they're all they're all a blur right now there there's one about uh there's one about uh the being uncomfortable in the elevator i like that one there's i don't know if i can recite the exact haiku but uh there's there there are so many that that uh i just you know I love because it's just, it's their baseball and their life. You know, my, they're about my daughter too, my daughter's singing and uh, her voice. And so it's, there's some family, there's a lot of family, family stuff in there. So, yeah, I don't know what people recite them to me. People say, I like this one and I like that one, but I, I just, I, for some reason, I'm drawing a blank on any of them right now, but I, I, I sure. let's about 198 in there. And there's some, some pretty good ones. How do I get my autographed copy? I'll get you one. I'll get you one. I'll send you one. Yeah. That's cool. And I think yeah. if you online, you can Google it and you can find Goodnight M and, and your name. You'll be able to find the book and, and go ahead. Yeah, and it, so. Dave, it's, it was it was a really fun project. I want to do another one at some point. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, look, it's, 
it was especially during the pandemic when I was just outside the whole time and uh, doing nothing. So I was like, you know, it was it was it was fun to write some haiku. Anybody can do it. Like I, there are there are, you know people kids in elementary school that write haiku way better than me. Like it's it's every anybody can be a talented haiku poet, if you will. And that uh, filled a void for you then during the pandemic, right? It did. You need something to do and. Absolutely, it did. It was great. Yeah, it was. It was a really fun, fun project. And and uh, you know, there were some days I wrote three, other days I wrote fifteen. It just depend on if it was fine. Never I, again. It's like the friendships. I never forced it. It just came that whatever came to me, I wrote. And uh, you know, I remember uh, there was a poet. I wrote a haiku about Ishikawa. Um, Travis Ishikawa with the the home run, you know, for the Giants to put to help him win the pennant. I wrote a haiku about him, and I woke up in a panic at four a.m. because it wasn't five seven five; it was like six seven six or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, so I went and I, I sprinted out, and I'm like, oh my gosh! So I redid it, redid, redid this up. There was there were some panic moments. I also, yeah, I did a couple of things that on the first batch where I missed uh, Fikach's name, Jeremy Fikach. Uh, yeah. So, so look, I, when you're self-editing your own haiku book and that I'm, I'm going to go for the professionals from now on, I'm going to have a professional uh, uh, edit it because, because it was, uh, yeah, there was, there was a couple of mistakes on the first batch. Let's put it that way. Fair enough. So uh, when you do your first um, major league game with the A's this time around as one of the guys, you're going to say goodnight M when it's over, right? I don't think I can. I don't think I can. Because no. first of all, because well, the games I'm doing, the games I'm doing, uh, I'm spring training. They're all day games. I never said it at a day game. You know, I never okay. said it after a day game. Plus, I'm not. I'm the number three guy. So like, I'll, like at the end of games, it'll either be Vinny or Ken that that that. Do oh, the exactly. Final. Yeah. Okay. I, I think so. If, I, if you I call the final, so. if you if you call the final out, you do it. Yeah, if I call actually, you know what? I said it after post game. So maybe if I'm doing scores at the end, I, I don't, you know what? I think I will kind of ease into it a little bit. I, I understand. You know, I, I know. Got, thing, right? Got to you stay know? in your lane right now. Stay exactly. Stay in my lane. I'm, I'm, I'm low person on the totem pole. So I'm just going to, you know, whatever they tell me to do. So what were your emotion like? Can you even think about it? I know you've thought about it. Going into that stadium for the first time, any stadium, right? And you're, and you're doing this, and you're one of the guys. What this going to mean to you? I'll I'll let you know how my emotions yeah. are. You know, it's um, anytime. You know, even those games in 2012 when I walked into Fenway and and uh, Baltimore, you know, Camden Yards and those places. It it just uh, it's it's amazing. And, you know, I walked actually. They they thought I was crazy. I walked from the hotel in Boston to Fenway. They're like. You know, it's about a 40 minute walk. I'm like, I don't care, man. I want to soak it all in, you know? Yeah. So they're all taking the bus. I walked all the way into Fenway Park and just just kind of soaked it in. So much history there. And we're going to going to Yankee Stadium this year, which I'm excited about. So many ballparks I haven't seen. Like I've been to, you know, St. Louis. I haven't been to uh um gosh, well, I've been to Fenway, but all those Detroit, Toronto, I haven't been to any of those ballparks. So that that's good, that's gonna be a thrill to to walk into those places and and uh and see those spots. So, you know, look, it's, it's, I have no idea what it's going to be like. I'm kind of, I'm an open, open, uh, I'm going to be open about everything and just embrace it and enjoy it. You know, cause I, I, you know, just even the hotels, everything's different. So I, I'm excited to embrace all of it. We're all on this ride with you, man. Congratulations. You. Appreciate it. Dave. Johnny Thanks so Dosco. Much.
of the Oakland Athletics. And we're going to do this again, okay? Yeah, anytime. Anytime. Thank you. That's a good dude. Play-by-play announcer Johnny Dosko of the Oakland Athletics. You can't subscribe to The Dave Lewis Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, YouTube. Your five-star reviews, your comments, subscriptions, certainly huge. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> 